Generation Why Am I Like This. I'm Liz. I'm Alec. And I'm Casey. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods. This week, we're talking about Bewitched. And when I say Bewitched, I mean the 1990s girl band, not the whenever that show came out TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever that was. Was that the 60s? I think so. I think it was the 60s. Yeah. Um, I also did love Bewitched, the TV show on Nick at Night, but this specifically is a little bit more our time period, I guess you could say. Um, Although we have played with the idea of talking about some Nick at Night stuff, because I think uh, a a few of us on this podcast were big fans of Nick at Night. Nick at Night month? Nick at Night month? (laughs) Nick at Night month? (laughs) (laughs) I feel a lot of themed months coming up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we just need to go with the themed months. Um, So, Bewitched, if you are not familiar with them, are an Irish girl group that consisted of twin sisters Adele and Keevy Lynch, Lindsay Armois, I'm guessing that's how you say her name, and then Sinead O'Carroll, which is like (laughs) Sinead O'Connor's, like, alter ego. Wish version? (laughs) Yeah, the wish version. (laughs) That's like you accidentally invite the wrong person to a party. That's like you win. <laughs> you go online to try and get Sinead O'Connor and they're like, no, I'm Sinead O'Carroll. You got the wrong one. Funny. I'm Sinead O'Carroll. <laughs> um, so the band was originally active between 1997 and 2002. Uh, and they had success in both Europe and North America between 98 and 2000. They released two albums and eight singles, all of which made the UK top 20. Uh, US charts, not the same. I think they like maybe peaked at like eight or something on the US charts if they ever got that high. Like it was not, they definitely didn't do as well in the US as they did in the UK, which isn't necessarily shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so their first four singles were Say La Vie, Roller, Clo- Roller Coaster, To You I Belong, and Blame It on the Weatherman. And so those are the songs I would say that I'm the most familiar with, that I remember the most. Specifically three of them, like Blame It on the Weatherman, Say La Vie, and Roller Coaster to me are like the three that are ones that if I still hear them on the radio, I can easily sing to them. Um, Who's playing them on the radio? (laughs) Well, okay, I I guess I don't mean hear them on the radio. I don't know. If I hear them in the on world Spotify, somewhere, yes. yeah, then I will recognize If them. I look for these songs and I listen to them, I remember the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have heard C'est La Vie, like, in pop culture, you know, recently. Like, I, I don't know. I can't think of what it would be, but... You know it would be awesome? They should do this as a lip sync for your life on RuPaul. Like, do C'est La Vie. I would die. <laughs> I'd love it. Do they have to do the jig? Because yes. you have to do the jig. <laughs> Um, so today we're specifically going to talk about the 1998 album, uh, which is just entitled Bewitched. So it's their, uh, what is that? What do you call that? Self-titled album. Yes. Self-titled album. I I couldn't think of what the hell you would say, but, um, I personally had this on CD and then I also had an album called Roller Coaster on CD, which just literally had the Roller Coaster song on it again. And then a bunch of other newer stuff, but like, it's, I feel like they did this a few times where they put out CDs that had hits from their first CD on it, but then also some other songs on it. Was it like a single slash EP thing? Maybe. I just remember it being a CD that was white on the cover and it said roller coaster on it and it had all the girls and I think they were sitting in a roller coaster cars or something. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, yeah I don't know. I think when I was looking up stuff about Bewitched 2, I'm pretty sure I saw one album titled Say La Vie. So I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. They did it a few times. And maybe maybe that's what you're saying, Alec, is that they just had like EPs for all, a lot of these where they were just these short CDs. Yeah, I remember Roller Coaster having more than one song on it because I remember putting it, like listening to it in my CD player, which by the way, gotta give a shout out to my CD player Boombox, which was the silver purple, like the you know the classic boombox that you would have in your childhood and i just feel like i miss that like clear purple plastic vibe that we had in the 90s you know we had the nintendo controllers and the clear plastic yeah purple. i love that n64 controller just, yeah was it like a little 
roundy guy like yeah i think i know yeah okay i feel like everything was like weird space looking or like yeah looking for there was a weird obsession with space in the 90s for sure um but yeah i also had blow up furniture for a while in my room like i was like all out like yeah uh so when i hear bewitched i just immediately get transported to that time period so I had my mom painted my room and it was blue and she did that thing with the sponge where like she put a light blue on top of a dark blue, you know? Yeah. And then um I had like a border that she hand painted with stencils of like stars and moons and like it was like all space, like whatever. And then I had a lime green shag carpet. Um and, like, my comforter was, like, blue and yellow space theme as well. Like, it had space stuff all over it. Uh, yeah, I was... Oh, my gosh. Liz, I also had a blue and yellow space theme comforter growing up. Oh, nice! Yeah, I... Uh, and then I had a butterfly chair, of course. You had to have a butterfly chair. Yes. You know, I also had the blow-up furniture. <laughs> and then yeah. I had um, the glow-in-the-dark stars all over my yes. ceiling, too. Because you, yes. you gotta. My best friend in middle school had, like the room from 2000 it was amazing it was like one wall was lime green one wall was purple and one wall was like (laughs) teal blue it was a headache whenever you walked in that room but (laughs) it felt so cool i was always like oh my god this is what it's like to be cool i guess i don't know it reminds me of like the color scheme of the the dress from 13 going on 30 that she wears that everyone was obsessed with like and I yeah. remember wanting that dress so bad when I was younger. And Target had a dress kind of similar vibes to that. And I got it and I wore it all the time and I loved it so much. Anyways. I'm so happy for you. I know. It was uh, it was good. I was very excited about that dress. Um, so, Bewitched, going back to what we were talking about today. Which <laughs> the actual I, topic. I feel like when I, talk, when I think of Bewitched, I don't. That's why I'm talking about the things that I think of when I think of Bewitched, because I don't personally have, I feel like, that strong of a connection to this band, necessarily, other than that they were my first concert, and they bring back a lot of memories of that specific era of my childhood, uh, and so, like, the CD player thing and having CDs and all that sort of stuff, like, because it was, like, this CD, uh, I loved the Freaky Friday CD, I loved the Josie and the Pussycat CD, Yes. And then I had like a Temptations 20th like anniversary something mix of a bunch of Temptations songs okay. that I listened to to bed every night. <laughs> and then I was also a big Beatles fan. But like otherwise I wasn't a huge like pop music person when I was a kid. Like I I feel like I picked NSYNC over Backstreet Boys if I were to pick one um, when I was a kid. But I think I was drawn to Bewitched because they weren't popular, and there was a part of me as a kid that was like, I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to like my own thing. And so <laughs> I'm not I was, like other girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cool girl. I listen to Irish girl groups, not boy bands. Oh Ever heard so. of fiddle? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bewitched was definitely something I was immediately drawn to because it was different and... I wanted to be different. So the band purposefully cultivated this kind of tomboy look uh, to draw in, I think, an even younger audience um, because, you know, they had like, like I look at like some of their music videos, specifically the Say La Vie music video, which we'll go into more, but it looks like that everything they're wearing is from Limited 2. So <laughs> I feel like yeah. it was aimed exactly towards my age group because i would have been like eight or nine when this came out and so they definitely looked like what i wanted to look like at that time so i think that they were trying to get a specific demographic and a different demographic than maybe the girls that were listening to in sync and whatever um or even a little bit different than spice girls a lot of critics at the time when this music came out said that they felt like basically the kid sister of the spice girls and there wasn't that much, you know, different about them. They were pretty generic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, they just felt like it was kind of a ripoff of the Spice Girls. Which, I'm sure, as an American critic, you're like, oh, Ireland, the UK, whatever. It's the same thing. I don't know. They're just, they have funky accents, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just... Uh, um, but that was what the critics were saying. 
Um, and and they were wrong. So one guy, I thought this was funny though. Uh, one guy actually said, "With songs that weave in the occasional fiddle or tin whistle, Bewitch sounds like the Spice Girls' younger sisters aboard the Titanic." Still, oh my god, uh, ab- <laughs> or sorry, aboard the Titanic. Still, it's hard to deny the music's appeal. So, I mean, he basically said. I like it, sort of, but it also it's trash. Like, I saw the movie <laughs> yeah. Titanic, and they had fiddles. You also have fiddles, so you stole from that movie. I mean, it was like all within the same like two year period, and it does kind of sound very. It's yeah, the instrumentation is very similar. I think. Yeah, I literally will talk about that when we are getting through the song but list because there's one specific song that I think sounds exactly like a song from Titanic. But can't wait. Um, so we're gonna talk about. The music from this CD, I will say that, I mean, obviously this was my topic, so this is a band that I did love. Is it something that I still love? No. Is it something that, uh, I think that Say La Vie is still a fun song, and I think that there are, like, those three songs to me are still kind of fun, but, like, the rest of the CD is very forgettable to me. Like, I do not remember some of these songs, and I don't think that they stand the test of time by any means like they're not interesting there's nothing going on here but i also didn't love the 18s stuff because again i just find like some of this generic pop vibe like is kind of okay no need to bring up old (laughs) issues we moved past it (laughs) well i'm just saying i i find that there's a similarity between the two and alec i think is gonna disagree with me but that's fine (laughs) um so the album opens with let's go the bewitched jig (laughs) and the best song on the album (laughs) oh really (laughs) you think this is the why do you like this song the best um okay one i wrote down this sounds like the song for a cheerleading routine and i was sold (laughs) (laughs) um it was just a wild walk like i don't know what happened it just so many things happen in one song which i mean mean, a lot of their songs randomly have a dance break of like irish jig music yeah but this song in particular just feels like five different ideas that they were like "Eh, i think that's what i was like i love it i think it is the most musically interesting one because it does keep changing and it actually has like a peak in it and it I don't know. It's a lot of the songs are very monotonous on this album. So <laughs> this song, unfortunately, it's the first song, and so it sets you up for failure. Yeah, I, it's just a mix of techno and classic Irish music, and it's just <laughs> yeah. so weird that I was like, I if there is not a cheerleading routine or a dance team routine to this, I'll be so upset because it's perfect for it. Like I cannot stress it enough. Maybe we can convince. Um, Gabrielle Union and the Clovers to do a cheer routine. Yeah, there you go. I think they're too good for this song, but we can convince maybe like... I was trying to make a correlation with the Clovers, (laughs) like a theme thing. Oh, that's true. They got the Irish vibe. So, moving on to song number two, to track number two. This is probably, in my opinion, or actually I would say the world's opinion, their most popular (laughs) song of all time. Yes. It's C'est La Vie. That's the song that is their one-hit wonder, like... You know, this is their number one song of all time. So this to me is iconic and is a bop and I love it and I still love it. And I, I feel like we should have a counter for every time one of us says iconic bop or it slaps. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what we would do with these numbers, but we should document it somehow. <laughs> but it's so good, though. I mean, say what you will, but say la vie. Yay! (laughs) Um, I don't know. I loved this song. This was the reason I bought the CD. This is the reason I liked the band. Uh, And definitely the song that I would hit replay, replay, replay on my CD player. So, how can you not love a pop song that literally starts off with someone saying, (laughs) Some people say it looked like me, da. It's a good opener. What can you say? Wait, like, I was looking at the lyrics of the song. What the fuck is this song about? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I feel like it feels very sexual at times, and then not yeah, it's at like, the same yeah. time. Play with, it's... play with boys, play with girls. 
something about play with all your little toys and there's like yeah, something there's, about I'll show, I'll show you, you mine if you show I'll me show yours you, yeah. yeah if you show me yours and yeah, it's like no. gotta let me in so maybe it's about Peggy the song is like because she's wanting right. to be let in <laughs> <sighs> I hate hey, it hey, hey, yeah. I mean it's a catchy song but also in. it's the same thing the whole time hey <laughs> Um, well, this is the first bisexual rights song, and they were just very <laughs> proud about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's the first one that I'm ever happened. <laughs> yeah, why don't you love this more, Alec? This is your song, the song of your people. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe just have more integrity than this. Okay, so we watched the C'est La Vie music video, and here's the deal. I have a theory that this was like the first thing they ever made. I mean, for sure it is. The first music video they probably ever made. And I feel like they made it before they were necessarily popular. Like, they just made it as, okay, well, we have to have a music video, so let's put this out. And maybe they weren't being styled by people yet. <clears throat> because one of the twin sisters' hair is the worst hair ever. It's, like, these bangs with, like, perfectly, like, curled-in bottom. Like, this weird bob, and it is so dorky-looking. And just doesn't, to me, look fashionable at all like even 90s fashionable it was just a weird thing i, I was know. a little the hair more was very weird i was a little more taken aback by the the sexual harassment of the young man in the video <laughs> than anything else they tied him to a tree and then they kissed him a bunch like mm, it doesn't do I was me. more upset about his outfit <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> it was like an oversized yellow t-shirt tucked into like oversized jeans that were belted really tight to his come body. on liz it's the 90s <laughs> I will say this is this is the first and only thing I ever knew of Bewitched because it's in the movie Smart House. It plays on like the little girl's yeah. room on the big wall. I thought this was a fake band that was made for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> even as a kid, I watched like the music video playing on the wall and I was like, yeah, that's so bad and so cheesy. This has to be like a fake band yeah. made yeah. for them. Yeah. I didn't know Bewitched existed. I had no idea. I'd never heard of them until like college, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it blew my mind to find out this was a real band. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, the music video also has possibly the worst transitions, but like they're really cool at the same time. But it's like super nineties. I don't know. It looks like they're being sucked into a black hole, like, and then it tra- changes into another picture. Like it's a weird. I don't know how to describe it better than that. But it is such a weird transition thing, and it kind of makes you want to puke if, after you watch the music video for too long. <laughs> Because it just keeps, like, switching pictures. And <clears throat> also their choreography is not good. I mean, no. it is... They, when they go to the Irish jig part, too, I'm like, <laughs> none of you can clogging. even do this very well. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't even Irish dance very well. Like, you're doing it out of sync to each other. It was hilarious. But they also have these totally denim, like, denim jacket with jeans and, like, t-shirts on. It's just, it's a vibe. <laughs> it's it's a definite vibe it is what a vibe, vibe is it <laughs> yeah the i don't vibe, know what vibe it is <laughs> the vibe is limited to yeah the vibe was walmart don't give them that much credit <laughs> i it's weird because they look kind of like they're wearing uniforms because it's like all the same pant and all mm-hmm. the same jacket but just slightly different tones and i think even the two of them have like t-shirts with stars on them or something yeah and i'm like wait did, I think they just went through their closet and they're like, this looks fine today, I guess. I mean, to be fair, it like a lot of their stuff, to me, it reminds me of how the 18s are styled, too. I mean, it's like, because it's like safe, but like kind yeah. of edgy and different. Like, but there's nothing, you know, overly sexually sexual about any of their outfits, you know, like throughout all of the music videos. So, yeah, somehow um, they make a tube top look like mundane. It's yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah, I was I was looking at the music videos. I was like, they're very buttoned up. I think even more so than the 18s. It's just yeah. very yeah, they're wearing like a bustier top, but still somehow it's like Republican bustier top. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My new drag name, Republican bustier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I. It makes sense that this was in like a Disney movie, though, yeah. because of how safe it was, too. I also I looked up another performance that they did, and it was for Disney World, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the live, um, the live performance. Yeah. yeah, which I will say their live performances are intense because they go all out like it. If you've ever seen Whipped into Shape from Legally Blonde, the musical, 
they they do the same thing. They go for it. I'm just always amazed when people are like literally jumping and like squatting and like rolling around while still singing. So I'm not 100% sold that they were still singing, but they, mm. it, you know, but it's fine. <laughs> still, they did it. They did the thing. Yeah. Um. So the next song is called Rev It Up. I honestly don't have anything to say about this song. It's kind of one of the generic ones that I feel like just falls into nothing. Yeah. Um, the song called Rev It Up, it's very slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next song, To You I Belong, which is another one of their top uh, four, which I didn't remember. But when I started listening to this, I was like, is this My Heart Will Go On from Titanic? At the very <laughs> I mean, it 100% sounds like that. Like, it sounds like the... Like that, like, really... I, I can't... That is not even close. <laughs> Inya. Oh, my God. Another Irish queen. <laughs> One of the girls from Bewitched pulls off her mask and it's Inya. <laughs> I mean, but would they even it's... have to put a mask on? Like, no one really knows what they all look like. It's fine. Right. Oh, but it sounds it. like that song to me. And so it's funny that that guy said the Titanic comment because I was like, this to me sounds like it could be on the Titanic soundtrack because yeah. it 100% sounds like that song. Uh, but that's honestly the most memorable part of that song to me. Otherwise, it's kind of just, again, another one of their songs that I don't necessarily love. But then we go into number five, track number five, which is Roller Coaster. So Roller Coaster is... Something. (laughs) (laughs) It also, it's very forgettable to me, too. I was... The music video like gave me at least a little bit of visual to look at, look at, but obviously they were like, get on a plane and fly to LA and dance in front of some palm trees on the Venice Beach boardwalk. Like, well, and I sent you guys both music videos because I think the other one that I sent you, where bonkers. it's in space, it. I Speaking think that of bad must transitions. Have been made... Why does everything turn into a popsicle and then they eat it? What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like when they made. So they must have made that space one, I think, maybe with the album when it came out. And then mm-hmm. maybe when the album got popular, they remade the roller coaster video. Probably. Uh, and that's the one that's on the beach. Because I feel like, as far as their styling goes, they look a lot older in the new version. And mm. they they have long hair, and it's, like, straight. And they're they probably, definitely look a little bit, like, more styled up. They're probably also trying to appeal to American audiences, too. They're mm. like, look, we're in California. Don't you like it? But honestly, I feel like <laughs> the UK version, where they're, like, in, like, literally on wires in front of a green screen, like, doing this thing. <laughs> I That was, like, the 90s vibe to me. Like, I, that's the one I oh, wanted yeah. to see. I don't care about yeah. any of these other videos. I, the space one was a lot more fun. Yeah. And the devil but... was in it at the very <laughs> the end, so. <laughs> I was so confused where he came from, what he do. He's know, he was there. some sort of like carnival person, I guess. Like because yeah. they they go to a carnival, which to me, I am shocked that the American one they didn't recreate like going to an amusement park because mm-hmm. I the was fact so that confused. The song is called Roller Coaster, and they're never once on a roller coaster. Yeah, like is, they're at Venice Beach, which mind. they could literally just go ten miles up the coast and go to Santa Monica Pier, and I'm like, there's a roller coaster there. Why didn't you just do that? I don't know. It seems very weird to me that they didn't. To pull be that fair, in, the space but... one doesn't have a roller coaster either. Yeah, they're just there's a roller floating. coaster in the background at yeah. points. Is there? Yeah, they don't ride yeah. it, but it's in the background. Yeah, uh, you can I... see it. At least they're at like an amusement park or whatever, a circus yes. thing or yeah. carnival or whatever you want to call it. But it is a wacky, wild ride. But <laughs> the... oh, come okay. on, <laughs> get it on. <laughs> We're I don't remember the song. <laughs> you can tell that the only choreography they actually learned was the part where they all stand in a line and they do the back and forth thing because they do yes. that in both videos. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quality. <laughs> we need to talk about the outfits in the beach version, though. You yes. mean denim part two? Um, denim, denim part three and because there's denim in the other one. Yeah. The UK version, I think they took the outfits from the UK roller coaster mu- music video, and they're like, "How can we Americanize this?" And they're like, "Cowhide, just throw some cowhide <laughs> patches on everything, and now it's American, cow-hide their African. country." Well, my favorite thing about the UK one is that she has this hat that she puts on occasionally, or wears on her neck, like it has a drawstring on the mm. hat, and it is this patchwork denim cowboy hat, and it is so hideous, and I just 
it looks like it doesn't even go on her head. Like, it's just kind of balancing on her head. It doesn't really actually fit her. <laughs> it's such a weird... I don't know what they were trying to do with that hat, but it looks, like, very weird. But yeah, uh, it's funny because out of... Is every single one of the music videos, do they wear denim? I don't think they have denim on and Blame It on the Weatherman, do they? No, they, they have. Don't. It's Ish. leather, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Ish? <laughs> I think I, I saw know. one it's of leather. them wearing dark blue, and I couldn't tell if it was denim or not denim. But Yeah, well, yeah. they do I don't wear think they a know lot they were. of denim. Though, Blame It on the Weatherman is the best music video. <laughs> it is. Yes. It actually like is more interesting to look at. <laughs> but... So the denim thing, I feel like because they were trying to go for this tomboy vibe, they just were like, we got to wear blue all the time because blue is kind of the tomboy color. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone likes blue. I don't know. It's just, it's really funny because their outfits do look the same no matter where they are. (laughs) They're like, we wore denim once and now denim's our thing. (laughs) Yeah, we live in denim. They're like, you know, everyone wears jeans, right? And they're like, denim's our thing. Not in Ireland. (laughs) Not in Ireland. Denim's our thing here. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm a denim girl. <laughs> I feel like both of you are really good. I'm not even going to try to do an Irish accent. So, so track six is "Blame It on the Weatherman," which we just briefly talked about. But this is their kind of like moody song. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, and this was another one that I liked a lot, and that I can still sing to if I hear it on the radio, which I do all the time. They're always. <laughs> <laughs> On the oldie stations Bewitched. now. <laughs> Bewitched on the radio. Um, uh, this song is what Blame It on the Rain wanted to be, but just could never get there. What is Blame Neither, It on the Rain? You know that song? Is that like a... a Hillary Duff song or something? I don't know. No, that no, that's Come Clean is what you're thinking Come of. Come Clean, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Blame It on the Rain? The who, where am I? Who, who are you? Are you going to give us a band or something? Uh, Blame it on the rain. It's Millie Vanilli. Uh, Why would you reference a Millie Vanilli song? (laughs) They won awards. (laughs) Didn't they also get their awards taken away from them? Which makes their awards even more famous. Blame (laughs) it on the rain. Uh, Who am I? Where's my audience? This is too straight of a conversation for this podcast. Right, I said, if you remember Billy (laughs) Vanilli. (laughs) Mom, I'm looking at you. (laughs) So we ended our music video watching with Blame It on the Weatherman. This is probably their most, like, expensively produced music video for this album. Uh, It was, in my opinion, the most grown up looking that they, they looked the most grown up in this one. They each have a different hairstyle, which makes them stand out, which I thought was interesting. Yes. They're not good and hairstyles, but they're <laughs> all different. <laughs> Those hairstyles, though. The spiky, the one twin Ooh, girl yeah. that had the She's like, I'm Lydia hair. Dietz. What's up? <laughs> Someone sprayed her hair with hairspray, and then they decided to, like, flat iron every piece. And it just stuck out. Well, and then the other girl that has short hair, the short black hair that's not a twin, yeah. hers looks like, it reminds me of that part in Something About Mary where she uses the, like, you oh. know what, uh. as her hair gel, and, yeah. like, it's all sticking out weird, because her, she has, like, a bob, and it's just, like, weird random pieces jut out from the bob. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, yes. it's a very I, weird look. I don't know how you could say and say La Vie had some of the worst hair when this beats it by a lot. This mile. is the one this I is, But to like, me, oh this boy. looks Someone like they actually it. tried to do something, whereas... That's worse! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just appreciate that they all looked different and distinct. Yeah. But also, they save a puppy dog that's floating down. So, like, yeah, the, the concept of this video is weird because it's like... Yeah, they're, they're on the bottom truck. of an upturn, like an overturned semi-truck floating through the streets of some city in... Probably Ireland. I don't know. Dublin? I didn't know if it looked like it looked kind of Londony to me, but also I've never yeah. been to Ireland, so yeah. And they just are like being depressed on this, and they just keep walking around and like walking up the wheels of the truck. And oh, and the one the... lady like has a moment with the mud flap, and she like pulls it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to touch that. Um, this music video is Waterworld. If you've seen the movie Waterworld, <laughs> you know this music video. People don't know, but um. <laughs> Bewitched actually wrote Blame It on the Weatherman for the Waterworld soundtrack. <laughs> Fuck off. This is number six. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's a it's an interesting music video for sure. So I, that 
Wait, oh, I love ahead. the ending of it, though, when they're just like, so they're floating through the city and randomly on rooftops, people like start walking to the edge and they're just like looking up and looking down at them. But the Bewitched girls like don't pay attention at all. Like civilization is coming back on the rooftops and they're just like, we're just having a good time with a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that is uh, the last song on this album that I find like stands out. I feel like the rest of this is pretty, like, I also kind of like Castles in the Air, I would say, is maybe my, like, if I were to pick any of the rest of these, that one stands out to me the most, but, like, otherwise, I don't really, well, yeah, I just remember that one, but I don't know, I, what do you guys think? Any, were any of the rest of these ones that you, like, have specific thoughts on, or? I was listening to the album, honestly, like, trying to, like... (laughs) differentiate the songs like try to figure out where one song ended and the next began because they really all blend together like say la vie is the only one i had heard before we listened to this for the podcast and like i'd vaguely heard of bewitched but i didn't know any of these other songs and i don't need to ever know them again that's fair um so i don't know if either of you had i'm not endorsing this show but have either of you watched how i met your mother yes Mm, no Okay, there's a song that they do making fun of songs like some of Bewitched called Sand Castles in the Sand. Yes. And that's all I could think of during Castles in the Air. Oh. <laughs> a part of me is like, did someone listen to the song and then they wrote that? Um, I, That'd be funny. I am a little surprised that you didn't like more of these because listening to some of them, I was like, so this was the alternate opening song for Charmed. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I just think that when you're listening to the album, I agree with Alec. I think that they all start to blend together. And especially oh, yeah. like after the ones that stuck out to me, like after Blame It on the Weatherman ends, I'm like, did I even listen to the other side of the CD or something? Like, I don't, because I don't remember a lot of these. Like, so. Uh, standout wise, <laughs> I will say Freak Out doesn't sound like the other songs, but Freak Out is wild. <laughs> Mostly because randomly in the middle of it, they're like, never, 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 never. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song? I don't remember it. I just keep on being like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. My That's what I keep thinking, too. <laughs> so I'm like, it's I have no it's idea what song. song's like. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good song. It's a great song. Uh, so the reason that this band always comes to mind is because, as I said, it is my first ever concert. So when I say concert, it was part of the Nickelodeon All That Music and More concert, which was a concert that brought together a bunch of different groups, but I specifically went for Bewitched. And my Aunt Carrie took me to my very first concert. It was at the Sandstone Amphitheater. It was in Kansas City, Kansas on August 12th of 1999. So I was able to find all this on the interwebs, which I thought was pretty fun. But the concert... So I specifically remember that 98 Degrees was going to be there and Aaron Carter. Um, and I remember like telling my friends that I was going and they were like, oh my gosh, Aaron Carter's going to be there. And I'm like, I'm going for Bewitched. <laughs> you so, said that with pride too. Yeah. I'm like, mm, don't talk to me about Aaron Carter. Um, it also says that Monica, Tatiana Ali, Third Story, and no authority were part of this tour. I don't know if they were there. I don't particularly remember this. I don't know any of those names. So, <laughs> but they were on the tour. So, <clears throat> um, but I, the biggest part of this concert that I remember is that my aunt took me, um, and that we had to stand outside all day because it was at the Sandstone Arena, and that I got a giant bewitched t-shirt that I wore to bed all the time. It was like my sleeping shirt because it was like way too big for me because I think they ran out of all the kids sizes and I just basically bought like an adult, like large or something, you know, whatever. It was like a huge t-shirt on me. Nice. Um, and so I had it for quite a while. I wish I would have just kept it though. Like why don't you just look back and you're like, why did you get rid of all your cool t-shirts? Cause now they're like cool and like people love to get old, retro t-shirts now i'm like i could make my own t-shirt business business Business. selling my old retro (laughs) t-shirts i was thinking about that earlier today just like a weird point i feel like a lot of people have where they're just like i need to be an adult now i need to get rid of all like my kids stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like i gave away so many toys and like sold so many things in garage Mm -hmm. sales that i'm like i 
loved that so much and i was upset i did that like and the in the moment well, i was upset but i was just like hey it's time i'm old i'm and it's like 13. everyone's regretting getting rid of their pokemon cards now because that's like a huge thing it's like i had like that holographic charizard you know bitch Damn. that's money that's <laughs> <Bitch>. money <laughs> i know <laughs> um so what was your first concert casey well the first concert I remember being taken to, I think was also at the Sandstone Amphitheater, wildly enough. But it definitely was not for Bewitch, though I don't know if it's for someone less cool than Bewitch. Because um, it was to go see Lyle Lovett. Who? <laughs> Lyle Lovett. I don't Lovett. know what Lyle Lovett is. Even better! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, he's... I, I don't even know how to say it. He's kind of country folksy. Uh, Alex, mom, do you know Lyle Lovett? Write into us. <laughs> <laughs> Comment um, on our Facebook post. I'm trying to think. Do you guys know the movie The New Guy? Where it's like the kid randomly goes to a new school and he was a loser yes. at his old school and I was super popular. The yeah. dad in that movie is Lyle Lovett. Um, <laughs> okay. But he has a music career. He has many songs. One of them is called Penguins Are So Sensitive. And I was excited he played it. So What? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We'll do a Lyle Love It Now episode, I guess. <laughs> he <now> says <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> Did you love Lyle Love It? Or was this like a no. family thing? It was okay. It was a family thing. My mom loved Lyle Love It. And so she took me and my brothers to the concert. And I remember sitting on like the grass and listening to it at the... Mm. Sandstone Amphitheater. The first yeah. concert I wanted to go to wasn't until I was a senior in high school and I went with a few friends to see the Yeah Yeah Yeahs in Lawrence. Nice. I know. So that was yeah, cool. The, and the we next... were like standing like front, like I was able to touch the musicians. I was like against the stage. It was awesome. Yeah, the next That's like it. concert that I really like wanted to go to and that I went to was in I was also in high school and I went and saw the Stray Cats, which is because I'm a ridiculous human. <laughs> and I was like, I love Brian Stetzer. <laughs> I don't know any of these birds that you're saying. It's like a, it's a, like, it's like, we're going to rock this town, rock it inside. Oh, okay. Rockabilly. We're going to rock this it. town. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and like, we, I was 100% the youngest person there. Me and uh, a friend of mine went and we like danced. We did like swing dancing and like, they were like, they told us at one point to sit down because it was like a sitting concert. <laughs> and we were like up like dancing and then like the Brian Stetzer like or the Stray Cats were like, no, let the kids dance. And I was like, yeah. Oh like, That's adorable. Because <laughs> uh, we were little baby children. Um, so Alec, what was your first concert? Uh, the first concert I ever technically went to was uh, my hometown used to have this big like fair and rodeo every year and they had a concert or a couple concerts depending on who was the headliner uh and one year they had kansas play and my dad took me to see kansas and i 100 percent like fell asleep 10 minutes into the concert and i woke <laughs> up at the end <laughs> i was not old enough to appreciate kansas um i was like eight Still years not. old i don't remember um then also uh funny coincidence the second concert i ever remember going to was another concert that i did not volunteer to go to, but I went anyway, <laughs> was at the Sandstone Amphitheater in yes. Kansas City, Kansas. And I went to see Moody Blues, which is another like adult, <laughs> full-on adult band um, with my <laughs> father and my uncle and my aunt. And there was a lot of pot smoking happening around and I didn't know what it was at the time. And I think my aunt was drunk because she was very outgoing that night and she's not outgoing any other time, so... <laughs> yeah so what about like what was the first concert that you were excited to go to uh the first concert i went to out of my own volition i believe was oh god i went to one in tulsa with my high school friend i think it was tilly in the wall and I, I was not into that scene but like i liked my friend and she wanted to go to this concert and we went and it was like a good time um also at like sort of the same time i don't remember if it was before or after i saw red jumpsuit apparatus in joplin missouri uh which once again not my scene but i had a good time it was fun there was people moshing for some reason there were like 20 people there and they still found a way to mosh so well it's because they felt like a man when they pushed them around 
Do you feel like a man when you fall on the ground? <laughs> oh, what was the uh, last concert you guys went to? Oh. Oh, uh, I went and saw uh, uh, First Aid Kit, which is one of my favorite like Swedish yes. folk bands. They're so good. Uh, they played here in New York City at, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on the, no, the Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side? And it was a very lovely experience. And there were people dancing in the aisles and it was a sit down concert, but no one cared because it was a lovely time. <laughs> I'm so jealous. They're so good. It was great. Do was the Bacon Brothers, which was Kevin Bacon's band, with this. <laughs> oh it was God. at Harris yes. Casino. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's because we had free tickets because our friend at the movie theater got a bunch of free tickets, and we were like, "Let's go! Well, let's go see Kevin Bacon!" And then we left early because they were so terrible. It was <laughs> the most dad rock, like blah, boring thing oh, ever. But that God. is the last concert we went. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, oh God, Casey, how about you? Well, the last concert I went to was at Starlight in Kansas City. And I went with my mom and we went to see Pat Benatar. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty That's rad. Fun. It was amazing. And also, like, most people were sitting down, but we were, like, standing and, like, dancing in the aisles and singing along. It was amazing. Yeah, I think the last concert that I, like, genuinely wanted to go to was Flight of the Concords at Starlight. And I nice. had so much fun. It was so good. So That's, Although like, oddly really a super hot. fun venue. I didn't yeah. think I would have fun there, but I was like, it was a blast. Yeah. So, uh, that is pretty much all I have for the band Bewitched. Uh, I will say one last shout out to their logo design because I absolutely adore it and it's so 90s and I just really love the big bold bubble letters with the star, like the way they spell it and everything. It's so ridiculous and I'm obsessed. So, uh, it definitely was a, it's a slice of my childhood, the band Bewitched. That I will always cherish. And if I ever hear Say La Vie on the radio, then I will sing along. So. You will say La Vie. <laughs> You'll blow them away. <laughs> yes. Before we wrap up the podcast, I would like to let you know we do have a visual companion to accompany this episode. You can find it on Twitter at Why Am I Like This, Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast, or Facebook under Generation Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which is why am I like this at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. Give us love. We need validation. And tell your friends. Tell your friends about us if you like us. Tell your friends and tell your friends to tell their friends and tell those friends to tell their parents. They might like it. Yeah, parents love us. (laughs) Yeah, parents love me, actually. Well, to be fair, people our age can be parents if they chose that lifestyle, so... Well, that's right. no. I think Alice <laughs> just had like an existential crisis. No. Uh, but shall we do so good many things. good things? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was the start. I can go first. I don't mind. Okay. Then do it. Damn. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah and I recently had a uh, movie filled weekend. Not as movie filled as any weekend that Liz probably has. I'm sure. But uh, we watched like three movies. It was a good time. I had fun. I don't watch movies that often. Um, But our first movie of the weekend was Dolomite Is My Name, which I had not seen before. It is such a good... It is such a good movie. It is so good. The story is so well written. It's a really interesting true story for the most part. Uh, A very interesting story that I did not know anything about before the movie. Uh, a really fun piece of black culture and all the performances are really good i think thought eddie murphy was great wesley snipes mm-hmm. is like fantastic and i was not expecting that whatsoever uh divine joy randolph was really really charming and titus burgess had a huge role and i yeah. did not know that it was it was really it was a well uh, it was a lot of fun to watch Dolomite um, is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my, is my game. game yeah it was <laughs> It was really fun to watch. Uh, it's also, such a good movie. Uh, apologies to both of you. Uh, we're all reading a book at the same time together, and I finished it like within four days, and yeah. it was really good. Uh, <laughs> it's called Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey, and the book they wrote was just really fun. I I really enjoyed it. It's like this weird noir fantasy uh, with magical fantasy elements. Uh, I I love it. It was really fun. I dug it. So 
Those are I'm my enjoying the things. first few chapters, but I am much further Good. behind yeah. you. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't care four, if you guys are behind so me. <laughs> no, I, I don't have any problem. I just really liked it, so I kept plugging away. So yeah, no. What about you guys? Um, so for me, uh, I just recently went ahead and purchased a game called Calico on my Switch. It is absolutely ridiculous. It is a game where, first of all, it's eleven dollars, so worth it because it's very cheap um i finished it in a few days like the main plot of the story i mean technically i could keep redesigning my cafe if i wanted to and i've read online that the people that made the game are hoping to like add updates and maybe add more things to the story um but basically it's kind of just a uh quest like run and do quest type of game like where you're just in a town you your aunt had this cat cafe and she's gone for whatever reason i don't think she died she just like i don't know she's too tired to do it anymore i don't know something so you're supposed to run the cat cafe and you go and everyone's like a magical magical girl so they have like witches all around and you have to just go and build up your cafe and make it uh fit all the needs of the town so there's a spooky person that likes you know that wants spooky furniture in the cafe so you have to put spooky furniture in at one point and then there's also a witch up in the snow area and so you have to make sure you get a snow critter to put into the cafe so that she feels welcome so there's all these different weird things you have to do and the quality of the graphics isn't amazing it's kind of <laughs> glitchy at points like you can mm-hmm. just straight up run through a hill you know it's like it it gets really kind of funky but it is so adorable and so worth the storyline and just the cute and coziness of it. And it's made by two people. So, I mean, a lot is forgiven in my opinion, especially since it's only $11. But I'm just really excited about the game. I hope that this these two people end up doing more games because I think it's a fun style. And it's just, it's exactly what I want from that type of a game. Just a cozy little fun adventure. So, I recommend it. It looks really cute. Well, my many good things are not fun and fluffy. <laughs> so I watched two documentaries. And stop me if either one of you have already said one of these. Um, but uh, this past, like, I guess two weeks ago, I watched the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. Um, it's called The Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. It's very good. If you like true crime, a lot of these stories tend to really focus on um, the victim miser and really like look into their life. This one does the point of view of the detectives and looks into the actual searching for uh, the truth as to who's doing these things and also give a voice to a lot of the victims and their families. And you don't even talk about um, the night stalker until the fourth part of the documentary, which I thought was really nice. And it still didn't really even go into his family. And um, it was, it was a really good, um, in-depth look at this horrible tragedy um but through a lens that gave more agency to the people that found him and also were attacked by him the other one was very sad to watch and it was i mean they're both very sad i actually watched the third one i don't know maybe i'll throw it in there too okay Uh, yeah it's just been sad documentaries lately so I watched the Heaven's Gate HBO Max documentary. Um, Ooh, Heaven's I want to watch that one. It's it's very good. It's also four parts, and it, it yeah, it starts from the very beginning in like the 1970s and works its way up to the incident in the 90s. And it's a really interesting look at cults and how they develop, and also the mindset because they were like kind of showing how it led to the point um of the the large incident without mocking anyone for their beliefs which i thought was really interesting and um it's also one of those moments in history that i feel like people mock relentlessly and i'm glad that they actually well they do it tastefully like they still are yeah it's tastefully they have like reverence for the people that humans they're still people and so exactly instead of just being like oh these people are so weird why are they all wearing the same outfit and why do they believe this it's like oh well obviously these are humans that needed something and they thought they found it in something that maybe wasn't the right thing 
Well, and in the documentary, too, they also point out, like, the fact of how much they were a huge butt of, like, jokes and popular culture at the mm-hmm. time, too. Um, and like I said, there, there was a third documentary series I saw, um, and it was also heartbreaking and kind of killed me. And it's on Netflix, and it's about the Challenger space shuttle that exploded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was a story I thought I knew, and it was very opening it's called challenger the final flight um it made me think about nasa in a completely different um way and it made me also as i already knew but also puts the faults of how the issues that happen when you try and run a government like it's a business and try and run those programs like they're a business as opposed Mm. to explorations of science and development so fun downers but they were good watches (laughs) they were really good times but you enjoy. I them, like information. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cool. And that's it. That's our show. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it <laughs> personally. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're gonna do another super episode, and I think we're all very excited. I hope we're oh, all I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I had to well, do some well... research on this one. Some some <laughs> yeah. firsthand uh, experiments. Ooh. Yes, we all need to go get our bags of 3D Doritos so that we can open the episode <laughs> with us popping open the bag. Yeah, oh if you God. haven't figured it out, we're doing like 90s junk food, snack food, mm, you know, mm, what have mm, you. Mm, so. Mm. so it'll be Get great. me some Gushers. <laughs> I promise this won't just be an hour of us like munching into the microphone. It's not going to be gonna a mukbang. It's an ASMR video of us eating. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But right. I will talk for a long time about zebra cakes. So. Oh my God. Wait, wait till next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.